Um, hey everybody. Hey mom. <laughs> Yo, because I am, I, I'm screaming. So, I released the first episode of this series today, and people had a lot to say. I didn't even think it was that bad, but anyway, it's fine. It is 12.17. I am sitting in my bed. I just had sex. I'm watching Scandal. Um, the window's open because it's a warm January day. And we are going to dive into the dramatic life before this apartment. Um, so this episode is called Oh Gypsy Housing. Um, before you come after me, I didn't, I, I'm only calling it Gypsy Housing because that's the Facebook Marketplace group name. I didn't name it that, so that's not my fault. Um, anyway, so I don't even know where to start. Um, living in New York for about a year, um, it's been crazy. I've seen a lot. I've done a lot, um, and I've definitely <laughs> had not the best of luck, um, so, yeah, let's start. My first address in New York, Brooklyn to be exact, Bushwick, was 319 Eldert Street, um, it was off the Halsey L., it was, um, it was a very, um, strange environment, I might say. Um, <laughs> I was working at Nordstrom at the time, and I wasn't happy. I wasn't in a good mindset. Um, I was working full-time. I was making good money. Um, I was making about 19 an hour in Ohio. Um, and that's pretty good. I liked my job for what it was, but I was so bored of it. It was Ohio. It wasn't really the job. It was where I was and the people there. But that's a whole different story. So I was looking, looking, looking on Facebook Marketplace to try and find an apartment. And I was putting my money towards trying to get on a lease to an apartment I had never seen, only photos. I was taking a risk. Um, but I was getting denied because my credit score was ruined. Um, yeah, shout out Fifth Third. Hey. I really fucked up my credit score at a young age. I will explain more on the survival episode. Um, but yeah, so I couldn't get on a lease and I was trying, trying, trying. And there's something called a sublet, which is basically you taking over someone's lease for a certain amount of time, but you're not signing on to the lease. You're just taking over while they are on vacation or they're back home or there was a sublet before you that just left. So like, there's many reasons why someone could be subletting. But I was moving in to replace a man named Jai. It looks like Jer, so I would always call him Jer. Um, 
who is I'm like why do I think he'll listen? He was a cunt. I'm so sorry. Yo, he was awful. He we'll get into this later, but moral of the story, he's blocked. We do not talk. Um very scary. He's in Brazil though, so everything's fine. So I moved in. And I had paid over the phone, like through Venmo, for a month. Just a month. And I gave them security deposit and, like, covered the rent. It was more money than what it should have been, but he... That's what you can do when you sublet. You overcharge people. You make some money off of it, too. Um, so, yeah. I didn't know really the neighborhood. I didn't know anything about this place when I moved in. I paid that day at Nordstrom and I put in my two weeks and I was ready to leave. So we, (laughs) Jerome and I, I packed all my shit that night and I left Ohio. I took my mattress out of my, I literally remember sleeping on my fur jacket when I left. Um, it was crazy. I didn't sleep that night. I had everything in boxes. I had my outfit for tomorrow, what I was going to wear to New York, and that was about it. So, it was crazy. Jerome came over. I worked that shift. That was my... I worked the day I left. And Jerome came over. It was raining. My dad wasn't home. My mother was in bed. Um, my sister was at work. I don't know where anyone else was, but I literally was trying to get out of there before this was then, though. So, if anyone in my family is listening, I was trying not to say goodbye to anyone. I'm so sorry, but, like, it's true. I was trying to get out of there before anyone came home. Um, yeah, so all the boxes didn't fit, but they... I had to leave them behind, but... Yeah, me and Jerome drove that entire night. Jerome drove in the rain. Scariest car ride that I've ever been in. And we got to New Jersey to stay at Patrick's house because that weekend we were going to stay. And I didn't get the keys until Monday and Jerome was going to leave me on Monday. So, blah, blah, blah. We had a fun weekend. Um, Got to know the city. Um, Just Manhattan, mostly. And we... Jerome was like, a, we were a day behind schedule, I remember, because <laughs> I lie, because I always, no, I didn't lie, I always feel bad, so I always like, um, like, like, twist the truth a little bit, you know, like, they changed the, like, they changed their mind, like, something, something went wrong, but it wasn't my fault, so, it is lying, but I need to justify it a little bit. So, Jerome was driving me, and we were driving under the Jay-Z train line, and I remember, this was my first time in Brooklyn, you guys, and I was so scared. The train was going over, it was so loud, it was just dark, there was so many people out, there was no tall buildings, I was like, this is not New York. I was so scared. I literally was about to be like, Jerome, turn me around. I'm not going. I don't want to be here anymore. I made a huge mistake. And we got to my neighborhood. 
Um, sun was setting. It was warm out for what it was. February, it was warm. Um, and we get there. I'm looking at the text messages and I realized, I'm like, wait, they never sent me what, like, what apartment it was. Is this the right building? And I, like, went over. There was, I was looking around. Door was locked, obviously. But I was like, how do I get in? And I'm, like, calling this girl. Her name's Michaela. Michaela Clausen. Right? I think I'm saying that right. I never found out. I don't really care. I don't even know if it was a real name. But we'll get back to that. Um, so... I realized there's a lockbox, and I was like, oh, this man, like, sent me, like, a four-digit code. Maybe this is a lockbox, right? So, blah, 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 it was. So, I get the key. We go inside, um, and I'm literally like, what apartment is it? There was two apartments on each floor, so there was three floors. So, I'm standing there. Jerome's like, I have to leave. I'm like, um, okay. I knock on every door. No one knows what I'm talking about. No one knows who Michaela is. No one knows who Jai is. No one knows anything. I'm mortified because I think I just got, like, stiffed. Like, I think they just robbed me. I was shitting my pants. And I was trying to look, like, grown up in front of Jerome. I was trying to be like, I did this. I moved to New York. Like, I did it. And the one apartment that I didn't try, we go to and we knock on the door. No one's answering. I'm so scared. I'm calling this girl's phone number, Michaela. I don't know who she is. She sends me right to voicemail. I call again. She texts me and says, who is this? And I'm like, Frank. And she's like, who is that? And then I'm like, I'm so scared. And I was like, I literally am subletting from you. And I like explain the situation. And she goes, oh yeah, this is our apartment. Like he didn't tell you, LOL. So she sent it to me and she was like, the lock is like broken. So just fool with it for a minute because obviously I had the key and I was trying but it wasn't going which is why I was so scared and we get in the apartment and it's ratchet as fuck it's there's nothing in there really they'd been living there for six months and there was just there was it was like not livable there was nothing in there and the room I was supposed to move in was facing a brick wall um it was very small and all the furniture looked like it had just been, like, smashed by, like, um, a golf club or something. And I was hysterical. Jerome dropped all my boxes off inside and said goodbye and gave me a hug and left. And I was alone. And I was frightened. I had... <laughs> I had no food. I didn't know where anything was. The sun was setting. It was dark. No one was at the apartment. There was two roommates. It's Zari and Michaela. And it was, yeah. So I, I remember I got pasta that night. And I waited for someone to come home. So I left my door open. And I was eating in my room because there was no kitchen. I don't know if there was a kitchen. T no, there. I think there was. No, was there a kitchen table at the time? Maybe there was. But I just didn't want to eat out there. So I was eating at the desk in my room. This bodega sticker-covered desk, which I get in a lot of trouble later on for this. But I threw it out. I'm so sorry. When <laughs> I threw the table out. <laughs> um, because it was so ugly, you guys. It was literally a bodega, like a sticker of a bodega on it. And it was, like, decorated to be, like, a bodega. Um, but that's not the point of the story.
So Idzari comes home and I didn't know there was another roommate really. And I she walks inside and I like go out there to say hi and like she doesn't come to my room. Like she doesn't know someone's there. Um and I like go out there, I'm standing in the room. She goes in her room, shuts the door, and I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. She comes out and she's like, Oh, hey. And it was so awkward at first. I didn't think I liked Azari. Azari, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry, girl. But, like, I was so scared of you. So, yeah. It was funny. Because she's very, like, Hollywood glam, like, heavy metal type girl. So, very different from my glamorous grandma um, twink aesthetic. So... Man and Pearl's aesthetic. So we just, like, didn't click at first. And I waited and waited and waited again until someone else came in the door, and it was Michaela. And she seemed so sweet at the beginning, yo. She seemed like this blonde girl from... She lived in Colorado, and she then went to Hawaii, and she was trying to be, like, a big city liberal and just trying to fit in. Um... But complete lies. She was evil, you guys. She was evil. So evil. Um. Um, 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 yeah. Um. I'm trying to think what happened after that. Um, yeah, so, moral of the story, I had a month to get my shit together. That whole month I first moved here, I was depressed. I didn't have any friends. I didn't know anyone. I didn't know how to ride the trains. Um, it was crazy. Grinder was lame. I didn't know if I could have people over. I didn't know if I could have sex. I was scared. I was only going to be there for a month. I don't want to start a war. So, anyway, the end of the month is coming. I don't have a job. Um, I have money, but I'm, like, mortified to move again. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this without Jerome. So, I luckily get a text from Jai, and he offers to extend the sublet another month. And I was like, oh! amazing oh my goodness like crazy perfect and we agree he doesn't tell really the other roommates um I told them I remember and they were like what and I was like yeah like I'm gonna stay another month um wasn't didn't he guys text you and they were like no uh whatever so that month goes is going by I finally get a job um money is incoming Um, I'm, like, scared because I have to find a place at the end of the month, and I'm running out of money. So, we, me and my mental illness, we, um, were working at Buffalo Exchange. Um, let's just say they do not pay well. I was paying $1,000 in rent. Um, no, I think I was paying, I think I was paying $1,100 at that time. And then, later I paid $950. Um... But the end of the month is coming. Jai texts me again. He's like, do you want to stay another month? And I was like, yes. So I stay another month. I'm getting to know my roommates a little bit more. I'm getting to know Idzari a little bit more. Me and Idzari are like kiki and like we're kicking it off. Me and Michaela, like something was off with her. The entire time she was just like one of those annoying ass Beaumont girls. Like, <laughs> I'm so sorry, but it's true. She was so annoying. And I hated her, and she just wanted me to, like, like her, and, like, thought it was, like, fun to hang out with me. 
and no one liked her. I didn't understand why no one liked her. I was so confused. She would always be like, I don't have any friends. And, like, everyone at work hates me. And, like, I don't like sleeping with men because, like, all these bad experiences happened. And I was like, damn, girl, like, I understand where you're coming from. Like, let's hang out together. So lame. Um, When I hung out with her, there was just, like, some odd things about her. Why don't I name the odd things about her? She didn't shave. Um, There's not really a problem with that, but living with someone, it's just, like, I have OCD. I just shaved my entire body. Like, like she didn't wear deodorant. She put mayonnaise in her hair. Like, she would just, like, I'm so sorry. Like, something, it was disgusting. She was so gross. She did not shower either. Like, you could tell. Um, but yeah, so we're hanging out more. And she's telling me, oh, I'm going to this retreat. And I was like, period. Um, like, okay, what is this retreat? And she was like, for childhood, like, sexual trauma. And I was like, okay, like, <laughs> LOL, I can relate to that. Um, so <laughs> she's like, it's at the end of the third month. And I was like, okay, I have to like, figure out a place to go to. And my birthday was that month. Mind you, Michaela is a baker. She worked at Winners in Park Slope. A Michelin star bakery. It is very delicious. Um, when she was working there, the pastries were not up to their usual standards, but it's fine. So, my birthday. Me and Idzari were besties at this point. We were, it was, it was good vibes. Um... So yeah, Michaela like decorates the place for me. She gets me like a birthday, like cake, slice, whatever with candles, like goes all out. Like it's cute, like pink decor, whatever, whatever, whatever. And she's waiting for me to come home. But like I'm out thrifting. I'm out doing my thing. It's already working. Um, she has no friends. Remember, she has no friends. So I come home. We, I, like, cook up some dinner, um, and I, like, invited Hillary and Azari to, like, come out with me, because at the time, I still really didn't know people. I wasn't really friends with people at Buffalo. Um, yeah, so Hillary was coming over, Azari was coming over, I think Sylvia, too, but I can't remember. So she made this cake for me. We sung Happy Birthday, like, it was cutesy. We took photos. I had this wedding dress on that night that I thrifted that day and I cut out the underlayer so it was like me and my underwear and it was beautiful. That birthday look I will never ever like forget. So that being said we go to Carmelo's after we sing happy birthday. I didn't no, did we? No, cuz we went to Queer Goth Night. Yes, Queer Goth Night at TVI. So we went there. I didn't invite Michaela because she was awkward. We, Idzari and her, like, didn't get along. They never liked each other. And I tried to be, like, that link in between them. But it, like, wasn't working. Like, we tried multiple times to go out with her. She would just shut down. She would go home. She would, like, 
victimize herself be like I don't want to walk to the train alone and be like girl then stay out or like why did you come out in the first place or like we'll walk you to the train station she was just like no like you guys like why don't you just come home with me Frank like you're picking a Zari over me and I was like mm, red flags red flags all over 20 minute mark yes so yeah and then the night before I think we were at Carmelo's the night before my birthday the night before for TVI, I think, and we didn't invite her also, because, girl, like, she was just weird in public, she wouldn't talk to anyone, when, like, when you go out with someone, and they, like, you know when, like, you're with a group of people, and everyone can, like, branch out, and, like, come back together, and, like, see how everyone's doing, like, see what's up, like, she could never do that, she needed to be, like, sucking your dick, like, she is, it was disgusting. Like I couldn't do it any longer. So I was distancing myself from her at this time. Um, end of the month was coming. She was like, I don't want Jai coming home. He's not an American citizen. He, I'm dead. Yeah. She said that to my face. She said he doesn't have a job. It's not stable. We can't live like this. And I was like, um, girl you text him because I was looking at other places and I obviously didn't want to move but I wasn't about to like kick someone out of my house I mean not my well it was my house at the end of it but to kick someone out of their like apartment I was tempted though because I was scared so yes I did push a little bit for them to kick him out but it was never as much as Michaela Michaela was set on it and Itzari just didn't like him, so that was, like, she was, like, whatever happens, like, happens. So, she goes on this retreat, she comes back, homegirl, keep in mind, she, like, every time I went out with her, she would tell me this tragic story of, like, hanging out with a guy, how it ended so badly, like, someone got violent, like, trigger warning, trigger warning, there was some sexual abuse stories that she told me. Um, and yeah, I can relate. I sympathize very much with victims. It's not something easy to go through. It's, it's very, it's a dark place to be in is what I can say. Um, you just gotta keep fighting, you know, that's really all I can see, I'll go into my own personal stories later in the episode, but yeah, so I was happy for her that she was going on this retreat, um, I'm not a huge religious fan, it was kind of like religious-y based, and she went, she came back home, she was texting Jai that night, and I had just made a bomb-ass margarita, let me tell you. A bomb-ass margarita. It's so weird being an adult and being able to have, like, alcohol in your house and, like, live on your own terms. So I was drinking a margarita. Didn't have to hide it. I was made it all cutesy-fancy. We were sitting on the couch. Um, I was sitting on one end of the couch. She was sitting on the other. Um, and she was telling me, she was like, you know what I learned on this retreat? And I was like like what did you yeah like I'd love to hear about it like how are you like how was it she was like it was really good I loved everyone there um 
And I realized after thinking everything that I am into non-consensual consent. And I like, I like looked at her for a minute for her to like finish her sentence to like go on. Um, nothing was said. I was like, um, okay. This, uh, yeah. I mean, if that's, that's what you learned from a sexual trauma, like, counseling, like, I was confused. I was like, you, like, are you okay? That's all you took away from this? You didn't, I understand that after a bad incident, sexual assault, sexual abuse, there are cases where you completely shut down or you try and cover up what happened with other sexual experiences. So I was just confused about how she said that she was a victim in all these stories. I'm not trying to bash anyone. But it was just like most of the stories she told me she was saying that she didn't consent to these things. And then she goes on this retreat and she was turned on essentially by what was happening. Um, not, it was just off-putting because I don't know. We were, everything was seemed fine up until that moment and then her whole story just started like completely unraveling she had someone over and she said like they woke me up one night they were talking she invited him in she answered the phone she had a bad experience with them before and then another bad experience happened before and she was trying to like guilt me into being like you didn't hear anything like blah 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 and, like, all this other stuff. And I was like, girl, I'm sorry. I was sleeping. And she would just bring up these stories about how she's allergic to alcohol. And then we would go out and drink. And how much money she would make. And then she was making more money than she was. Or where she lived, she lied about. Like, sh- like how old she was, she lied about. She said she was 28. But she was actually... I don't even remember what she said. I have videos of when she had a mental breakdown one night in the apartment. Um, and it was, it was, I, it was a lot. So she essentially kicked Jai out. She said, if you don't have a job, we can't send you another thing. And I was, he mutually kind of agreed, but there was some resentment and yeah, so I was officially going to live there for three more months until the lease ended. And I was ecstatic. I had, I assumed that I was just going to take over, like take the furniture, um, that he had left behind because it was furniture from the street. Um, it was furniture from the street. So I was like, okay, it's not that valuable. The mattress even was from the street. The sheets were from the dollar store. Um, and keep in mind, all his belongings were basically still here. So I had been living here for three months, and the dresser was full, the closet was full, and there was 
like just drawers of shit filled in like this nightstand. And so I had boxed it all up very nicely. I did find his dildo in there. I'm dead as fuck. He wasn't gay though, apparently. So I don't know what was going on. He, I, I'm dead as fuck. I, I'm so sorry. Like he had a dildo. So, and he wore makeup. So he was either queer, like I'm dead, not queer baiting, screaming. He was definitely not queer baiting, but Michaela said he wasn't gay, which was another thing. Cause I was like, girl, he literally is, but like, okay. Um, it's Zari was like, what did Zari say? Zari said it was just like weird between like when his family was there. Well, both of them said that. Michaela was like, Michaela was like, yeah, that I think like, because there's photos on his Instagram. He would like photograph his sister in her underwear. Like they would do like Calvin Klein style photo shoots and they would always be like hanging out. Her lipstick would be like on its face and stuff and like holding hands. And it was just a weird relationship. Um, like, okay, I'm not bashing anyone, but it was just awkward. I didn't know what was going on. And Michaela was like filling my head with like all these weird ass ideas and incest is a familiar story, so whether it's consensual or non-consensual, I don't even know what I'm saying right now. This is crazy because, yeah, I had an experience, whatever. It was non-consensual, but, like, maybe he was having a cons- I don't know, with his sister is what Michaela was trying to say, which was another huge red flag. So... This is like a tell-all. Oh my god. This is crazy. I hope you guys are enjoying this. It's... We're only on the first apartment, and it's literally been like 30 minutes. This episode's probably gonna be like an hour. But I can't even finish all these stories. I have to speed it up. Okay. So, yeah. He sent me a message. He was like, do you want to buy all the furniture in the room for a security... Like, I'll keep your security deposit, and you pay me $1,000. And I was like, damn, ma, $1,000 for a bed frame a dresser, a mattress, a lamp, and a nightstand from the street. Like, stooping NY, back me up. Like, you can literally get that stuff off the street, like, for free. Like, so easily. Like, hello? So I was like, girl, um, um, I'll have to get back to you on that. And I, like, asked them, and they, Zari and Michaela were, like, in agreement. They were like, no, he's so cheap. Like, don't let him. And I was like, okay. Um, so I texted him back and I was like, I don't feel comfortable buying the furniture. Um, I can, I have furniture I was planning on bringing to New York. So I might have to pass. And he like brought the like negotiation down. He was like, why don't we do like 200 plus your security deposit? And I was like, that still feels like a lot of money to me. I don't feel comfortable doing that. And I brought it up with the roommates and they were like, see, obviously he doesn't need the furniture and doesn't want it. So he can't take it back to Brazil. So just don't let him. And I was like, period. Okay. So he texts me back and he says, I also brought in the furniture that was in the um, living room. So I, you guys should need to all pay me. And I was like, that's crazy. But okay. So (laughs) They, we all agreed, 
at the beginning to not pay for this furniture. It was furniture from the garbage. And we were like, how is he even like, where's he going to take it? Like, he's just going to throw it away. So we should just not let him in. It was a mutual agreement. It was shitty. But yeah, we all agreed. Um, so Michaela, like me and Adari went out the night before this happened. We were loud and we were like, fuck this bitch. Like, we're not giving him the furniture. We were being drunk. It was fun. It was silly. Me and Adari always had fun. And apparently Michaela was very upset by what we said. And she said we were being snakes and that it was our idea. And she never wanted that to happen. So she texted him back. She texted us and was like, no, she texted him and said, to come by tomorrow and get the furniture. We didn't know. We had no knowledge of this. So I left that day. It was like 6 o'clock. I was going to the Met Museum with my friends. It was about to be a good night. Um, And we... I left. So I left the apartment. And I... Itzari had not come home yet. And Itzari got home at like 9 o'clock at this point. And from the span of six to nine, the apartment was emptied, spoons included. Like, and the furniture was broken and smashed outside the apartment complex. All my clothing, all my, like, personal items, sex toys, whatever, were thrown into the middle of the room. It was a pile where the bed used to sit, so it was sitting in a pile of dust, too. And... Yeah, so I'm dead. So, no, because bef- I forgot about this. Now it's all coming back to me. There's certain memories I block out of my brain because I don't like to think about this time. But, like, the, like, yeah, it was the night before. It was literally before me and Azari went out or whatever. And Jai, like, came to get all his clothes, whatever, th- whatever. So I had texted and I was like, well, I'm working. So I'd feel comfortable if you come like you can't like I was like, if I move all your stuff out onto the couch, like no, because now I'm really getting confused with myself, how it all went down. He wanted to come by. I wasn't going to be home. Michaela was like, yeah, that's weird. Like, he should come another day. And I was like, that's fine. And he was like, no, like, really, I need to get my stuff. And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. We can do that. But I didn't want to waste any of my time. I don't want this man spending, like, two hours. They they were... Michaela was like, he's going to be in there for, like, four hours. So just get ready. And I was like, girl, I'm dead as fuck. So I moved all his stuff out into the living room and placed it on the couch. It was like 65.35. So, like, it was not the neatest. I didn't put that much effort into it. But it wasn't, it wasn't bad, I swear. So I brought everything out that was like his. And yeah, he came to the apartment and he, they were talking in Portugal. Shout out Jill. Yeah, they were talking in Portugal. If only I had known Portugal then. They were saying stuff, obviously, about me, about how I was so rude for bringing everything out there. But, like, it was awkward. What was I supposed to do? And he was like, I'm going to come back for the furniture, like, the next day unless you guys pay me. 
and I was broke. I remember I didn't have any money, so that was another reason why I was like, I can't pay for this furniture. So he was like, he kind of knew something was up that we were lying, so he was sending me, like, aggressive text messages being like, if you don't pay for the furniture, like, I'm coming tomorrow. And I was like, well, if you want to wait till the end of the week, then I could chip in. But Zari was like, I'm not paying. And I was like, yeah, I mean, we shouldn't. So, and Michaela was like, well, it's his furniture, so we should be paying. And we were like, Michaela, you literally agreed that we, like, shouldn't, but okay. Um, so then she pulled that stunt where the apartment got cleared out and all the furniture was smashed. And I came home that day and she was sleeping, I remember. That night I came home and we were like yelling outside the room or whatever. And then the next day came, I went to work, I came home. I was, what was left in the living room that I had stolen from the street I had brought in, I moved into my room. So I, the living room's like completely empty at this point. And she was, <laughs> I'm dead as fuck. She came out of her room and all I remember her saying is, hey, what's up? And I like stared at her and I was like, I didn't say anything. My mouth was literally just, like, open. So she literally stared at me for, like, a hot second. And was like, what? What's wrong? And I was like, and I started, like, giggling. And I just turned around. And she goes, oh, and you're not going to talk to me? What did I do? This is your fault. And started literally getting so defensive and screaming at me and, like, trying to turn this on me. And I was like, girl, you literally told me not to pay for this. And then you let him in behind my back and, like, threw all my shit around. I don't even remember if he stole shit to get revenge or whatever. And just totally invaded my privacy. Which, I guess... If you really wanted to, you could say I did that at the beginning when I moved his stuff into a box. But two wrongs don't make a right. So it was a very bad situation. Um, but he shouldn't have smashed the furniture outside to make it unusable and scatter it around Bushwick. He threw the mattress in a puddle and scattered the chairs throughout the neighborhood. Like, this took time and effort. Like, Michaela definitely played hand in this. Um, but yeah, so after that went down, it just was like a negative energy in the apartment. Like it was screaming. Michaela wouldn't like, she was saying how it wasn't her fault about how nobody should be mad at her. But then she hit all her pans and brought all the stuff that she paid for into her room or whatever, like the dishes, like the pan and like divided the whole kitchen and blah, 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 and put her food in there and did dumb shit. And I don't even fucking know. So, yeah, that happens. Things really start getting negative. Me and Azari start to hate her. Apartment is really going downhill at this point. We're just being aggressive. We're being stupid. We're scared that she's going to, like, do something to our rooms because she had a lock on her door this whole time. So, Jai had gone through Azari's room, too, which is why we were also so pissed because it wasn't even just me. He went in Azari's personal bedroom. And said that she stole stuff or, like, whatever. So, yeah. That's happening. Um, and things really start to get shitty because I had restarted. I found a mattress on the street. I was sleeping on a twin mattress that I found on the street with sheets that were from, I think, oh, I just farted. I don't know if you could hear it. 
Um, I think, oh, not again. Um, I think from the dollar store, but I was restarting my life. I was building from scratch. I was becoming a garbage fanatic again. And I had just reestablished my life. And it was the 4th of July at this point. Whatever. Everything was bad in the household. I didn't really give a fuck anymore. I was having loud sex all the time. Idzari was having loud sex. We were playing music. We were listening to Lana. We were bopping. We didn't care. Michaela could suck it. She didn't have any friends. And it was clear because she would always be in her room and just lock the door. Um, so, yeah. She... We gave her the option to move out, and she refused. She was like, no. We were like, we have someone that would fill your room, and you can move out a month early. And she was like, no. And so that came the downhill because she, what would ha- what was happening that, like, stirred this up? Oh, she didn't send her rent. She didn't pay her rent, which is why it got really bad because Idzari was asking for the rent, and I was like, I'm not going to pay the rent because she did this, and she was like, I'm not paying the rent because I don't want Frank living here. She was trying to kick me out. She was getting the landlord involved, and the landlord was calling us, being like, who is in this apartment? What's going on? And, yeah. So, it was getting really nasty. The land- There's a lot of rules that go into New York, because... You can't really get rid of a squatter that easy, which I was considered because she, Michaela refused to send a lease, which was why I wasn't paying the rent because I wasn't on the lease. So I was like, I'm not paying the rent until Michaela sends like her signature on the sublet agreement so it can be fair and square. So if anyone breaks anything, we could sue each other. So... Yeah. Michaela calls me. We're out. Fourth of July. I'm with Hadzari. Michaela calls. And she's screaming at me. She's saying, I'm a leech to the world, is what she said. It's burned in my brain. How, like, she hates me. How I need to leave. How she's going home right now to throw all my stuff outside. And blah, blah, blah. And that she's going to beat me up and she's going to fucking kill me. And I was like, this bitch is crazy. So we ruined our 4th of July and we went home to go stop her from throwing all my stuff out. I have nice stuff. Um, I didn't think it was fair. My closet was in the living room. So that was free range. And um, I, like, I didn't have a lock on my door. We didn't have locks on our doors like her. So we get home. She's not there. We're, we start laughing because we're a little buzzed. And then she comes home. And... This fight breaks out because I was sitting in my bed. I wasn't going to say anything. She came home with a man, and he was a big man. He obviously went to the gym, not like a femme twink like me. He was a man. And I'm sitting in my bed. She comes to my room's next to the bathroom, so she goes into the bathroom. Yeah, I could see like her dress like spin And she did a little, like, spin in the mirror, whatever. She comes out, she's walking away, and then she comes back and comes into my room and goes, Oh. Like, hi. And I was like, girl, I'm laughing so hard. 
So I literally stood up and I was like, girl, what? And she, like, I just don't even remember what the fuck she said to me. And she was like, yeah, you need to leave tonight or whatever. And was trying to, like, kick me out. And this man was standing behind her with, like, his arms crossed. And I was like, I'm dead as fuck. And I pulled my camera out and I started filming her. And I was like, you're literally, like, a joke. Like, do not threaten me. Because she tried to, like, she tried to slap me is what's up. No, or she tried to, she tried to attack me and Idzari. She was saying Idzari was a scary person and she was afraid of both of us and that we were going to hurt her and that she needed us to leave or she was going to call the police and a bunch of stupid shit and how this man said he had never met a gay person as evil as me and I was so evil and I needed to leave because I was abusing this household and that she was scared for her life. And she obviously had way too much to drink because she was screaming, like saying stupid shit, not leaving, waking up the whole apartment complex, whatever. And yeah, he basically just yelled at us, said we weren't listening to her, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, I'm not sending the lease. Like, I don't want him here. She said, I never let him into the house. And she's the one that literally had the Facebook like ad. Like, she, I FaceTimed her to see the apartment. And I was like, okay, girl. And she admitted to, like, lying about everything, like, her age. And I was like, okay, this is crazy, but yeah. And she just really showed her character that night. Oh, my God, I'm getting, like, PTSD from this. And (laughs) she left. I went over this guy's house because I didn't want to sleep there. I felt so unsafe. And we had just ordered, like, things to lock our doors, whatever. And things went back to normal, whatever. She still didn't sign the lease. I paid the rent because I felt bad for Zari. And Michaela, like, paid less of something because I didn't pay for the bills or whatever. So rent was just really getting fucked up at this point. And then we were trying to figure out the next steps of, like, what was going on. And trying to get her to move out. But she wouldn't move out. So. Landlord's calling us being like. Something needs to change. Like it was just all hell raining loose. Landlord coming after us. Like. Michaela like. Turning off. I'll get to that. So next thing comes. There was a paper roll outside of the apartment. Like a photography paper roll. Like a big. Like cardboard tube. And I got a little drunk that night, I will admit. <laughs> and we were so angry. It's Zari, she... What did she lock in there? Now I'm, like, forgetting. She would just do, like, petty things. I remember lubing the hardwood floor outside of her room. She, like, like hid the mail key. That's what she did. She hid the mail key. She took the Wi-Fi router into her room. Um, (laughs) she was just doing, like, stupid things like that. So that night, we were both pissed, and we had this thing we found out there, and I had thrown it into her door, and I cracked her door. And, yeah, so I fucked up her door. I split it down the middle. I will admit that. But... Yeah, so the next day she moved out. We didn't know. She put a new lock on her door, and she moved out. 
because we could see through the crack in her room. And I remember that day, she, there was nothing in there. I could see through, and there was like a red light in the left corner of the room. And <laughs> like there was no sheets on her bed. Her window was open. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I had people over the night before, and we tried like smashing her, um, her doorknob in because yeah, I didn't know there was a ring camera in there at the time though, because Friday night, it was a Friday night. We were smashing the doorknob. We had, it was a four loco night, which is why we got this brilliant idea to like be loud as fuck at midnight smashing it. I got the doorknob off and I was like, I'll figure it out tomorrow because obviously the property was damaged at this point. And I was like, I'll figure it out tomorrow. She had a ring camera in there. She could, like, it recorded audio. So she knew there was big banging. So she didn't know what we were doing. But she knew something was happening. So the next morning, I was really hungover. I remember I was in my pink glitter Crocs. And I was, I was in my boxers, my Kelvin Klein boxers. And I was like, I need to get in this room. Because what was in there that I needed to get? Because we were going to have Colin sublet that room. So I was like, we're going to get in there. Oh, there was an open house coming up. That's why. Because we were ending our lease and they were showing the apartment. So that's why. Yeah, that's why I had to get in there. So the person could come see, like show the whole apartment. And we texted her and the landlord called her. No, the landlord called Edzari and was like, open your door because he didn't know who was who. Homeboy was, like, losing his mind, but it's fine, because <laughs> we didn't know who was, he didn't know who was who, and I smashed the door open that morning, and I kid you not, five minutes went by. I got in there, I saw the ring camera, I freaked out, I unplugged it, I rolled it up, I put it in the closet, and I took the doorknob off the door, and as I'm doing that, I had thrown it away, blah, 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 whatever. And I hear banging on the door. And I was like, what? Is this the landlord person? So I, like, go over there. I open the door. It's the NYPD, yo. I'm in my boxers. They're like, NYPD, it's three officers. And it's they're like, we're, like, answering a call about a robbery. And I was so scared. I was sweating. I was like, a robbery? Who? What? Where? And they were like, yeah, someone has video footage of someone breaking into someone's room. Something, something, something. Destruction of property. And I was like, I'm scared as fuck. So, I let the police in. Because I was like, girl, sure, come in. So they come in. Um, there's some type of protection in New York because... Because she had removed all of her personal belongings. There was no, um, there was no, like, sign of her living there that they couldn't do anything. So they left. They, like, asked me a few questions and they said, whatever, it's fine. And they said she was on her way back. And this was the day of the open house. And I was like, girl, okay, whatever. So... (laughs) 
I was like, I'm waiting here for her. So I sat there and waited. She never came. So the open house person comes, hella cute, whatever, that's not the point of this story. He was so sexy, you guys. He was so fine. And all these guys came in. And I was like, this is so awkward. So I was like, I'm going to leave. So I fucking like left to go get coffee. And I come back and I see this girl walking down the street, like carrying like something. And I was like, oh God. So I pull out my camera and I start walking down the street and she sees me and turns around and she pulls out her phone and I start walking like faster and she's walking faster. So I finally like get to her and I was like, Michaela, like Michaela, like you weren't going to like tell me you were coming back. Like you want to call the police on me? Like blah, 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 blah. And I was like, Michaela, come back. Like you don't have to be scared. Like what's going on? And I was being sassy, whatever, but I wasn't being, like, horrible. And everyone, like, was staring at me, and I was like, why is everyone staring at me? And they were like, yo, she just came in there and screamed and said that you were crazy, and she unplugged your Wi-Fi router and left, and how you guys don't pay bills, and she literally just gaslit us in front of this open house, like a bunch of strangers that had no, like... (laughs) no point in being included in the drama so yeah she left she got the wi-fi router i was so pissed because she had the mail key still she could get in and out and yeah so she left and eventually came back with a deadbolt she put a deadbolt on her door but before this happened I forgot because she shut her gas off. She shut our electricity off. I remember everything going bad in the fridge because she shut the power off one day. Um, She put something molded. She left something to mold in the bottom of the fridge. Um, Yeah. And then our friend had moved some of like posters, some of his belongings in the room because we were going to sublet it. So she didn't have to pay the rent, whatever, because she clearly wasn't living there. She wasn't sleeping there. So he had put all his stuff in there. And one day, she came back and put a new, like, a deadbolt on the door. So, and his stuff was still in there. Like, his instruments. They were in a band. And she had put this new deadbolt on the door. And smeared tuna on the mattress. And put sardines under the bed. And opened the window so animals would get in. And put the ring camera back up. And it was all hell at this point. It was kill or be killed and I remember it was another four loco night Jill fucked the door up even more homegirl went to town with this hammer on this deadbolt which was not coming off the door keep in mind and I didn't want to like try and kick the door in because it was already so fucked up that I was like, there's no way we're getting our security deposit back because she reported the door. She said that I viciously like tried to break her door down, which it was an accident, but she kind of spilled for that. So funny, funny, funny. And then she said she was going to sue us and she had a lawyer on the phone and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. So we were trying to, like, finesse away into the room. And we obviously didn't want to deal with her. She wasn't responding. She wasn't paying rent that month. And, yeah. I had the brilliant idea of turning the outlets off in her room so the ring camera would go off so we could get in there. I popped off with that. So, 
my brain is not completely ruined from poppers. So that is a slay and a half. Um, but yeah, so we, Adzari eventually got in there. She taped some broomsticks together and thank God Michaela left the window open or else we would never got in there because I had to fix the door was my next task. Our lease was ending and I had to fix the door and I had no way to sue her for anything because she didn't sign the lease that I signed. So yeah. We got in the room, I fixed the door, and we were going to move in together, but the plans fell through. So I was moving to the projects at this time, 85 Taylor Street, to live with a man I met on Grinder. Yeah, so let that sink in, but we cleaned the apartment, we emptied it out, we were leaving, and we weren't sure we were going to get our security deposit back, whatever. Um, I promised... Okay, so I should wrap this up and we'll do like a part two. Because I feel like that's a lot for just one episode. I'm gooped and gagged. So we'll start wrapping it up. Um, moral of the story, I only got half of my security deposit back. After trying to scare, I did scare the landlord. I showed him um, the sublet agreement's first page and made it look like it was his like problem of giving me the security deposit back. Because Zari got her full security deposit back and I was pissed because he didn't send any money. He sent zero dollars to me. Because I wasn't on the lease, so he said he couldn't send me money directly. Or else, because it kind of makes sense at the end of the day, because he was right. Because if he sent money to me, Michaela could have sued him, which I think she kind of, like, told him. If, because she, they were the ones that paid the security deposit. So I tried to, like, get my money back. Um... Yeah, so I only got half of my deposit back because he sent half of the third, what would have been the third person's deposit to Idzari and the other half to Michaela. Michaela did not pay her last month of rent, so he did not, um, he did not give her the full security deposit back. So at the end of the day, we were both being bitches and I got half the deposit and she got half the deposit and eventually moved back to Colorado I found out so slayed the house down boots that is what I can recall from these traumatic days um yeah there's gonna be a part two I guess about my living situation. So, moral of the story, New York housing is going to be a mess. So, if you're going to move here, you might as well just fucking do it. Um, yeah. I'm like, just 
reliving all of this. LOL. Mwah. I hope you guys enjoyed the story. If I forget anything, I'm going to keep it in the next episode. But, yeah, I mean, I would say we didn't win the war, but we did win battles. So, yeah, I thank you guys for listening. Um, and I hope you learn something from this. Do not trust strangers, especially blonde bimbos. That um, concludes my living situation at 319 Eldert Street. I mean, the culture was lit and I had a ball, but I guess I'm signing off. After all, I wouldn't change it. I learned a lot. Um, Metadari couldn't have done that without the craziness. Um, and now I know for the future not to be so trusting, how to really be cautious with roommates, how to distance myself, and just, I guess, turns a negative, nasty situation into something better. So, yes, it was the longest six months of my life. And actually, that's not true. The la It's been the longest year of my life. So we will get into that next. I didn't take much from that apartment, Halsey's stop, because it's so hard to move things in New York. So a lot of it went into the garbage. So there's not really much memory left of that place. Um, I haven't walked past it since I usually do like that quirky little like I'm gonna relive that moment and walk by it but I haven't done that so again thank you and mwah.